Good day, welcome to the Enigma podcast for 7th of December 2020. One of the big stories of 2020 has been the rise of the crypto ETP. And one of the quietly intriguing parts about that story is that it's not really something anybody saw coming at the start of the year. Now, of course, there may be the odd evangel to lurking out somewhere, but I know personally I didn't see much. And let's hark back actually to what the landscape was like in December 2019. Now, insofar as anyone had really talked about crypto ETPs in the previous 6 to 12 months, it had been in a negative sense, almost universally relating to the ongoing failure of efforts to create a US-traded, i.e. on the NASDAQ or something like that, Bitcoin ETF. Now, in 2017, for those in the space with an institutional or financial background, the possibility of a US-traded ETF was seen as something of a holy grail for the essential maturation of Bitcoin as an asset. Now, while the necessity of market structure, infrastructure in 2017 had forced a lot of people to become a lot more comfortable than they otherwise would have with buying and holding on spot exchanges as a means of having exposure. And clearly there were, in the first place, plenty of people who still sought exposure but weren't willing to deal with even the Krakens and Geminis of the world. Or physically couldn't because of mandate restrictions, particularly thinking of things like funds, pension funds, this sort of thing. Now, products like Grayscale's GPTC gave an away for, gave away in for a few, but GPTC was, and still is, an OTC product. It's a pink sheet. As much as it's not a typical pink sheet in, with regards to it's a, now a $10 billion fund, it doesn't solve that fundamental issue of access. So the possibilities... If BTC could be made available in those markets to that marketplace, well, the comparison often given was to gold ETFs, which sprung into being at shortly after the terminal of the millennium. Now, the first New York Stock Exchange listed product, which was Slate Street's SPDR gold shares, that came onto the market in 2004. By the end of 2007, gold ETPs, having been nothing before 2003 essentially, went out a $25 billion market, and it's peaked at $147 billion in 2012. And in turn, that was a large part of that rally, what we saw in the late OOs, early 10s on gold, which went from $400 to over $1,600 in 2012. But coming out of 2019, things looked bleaker than they ever had before for the humble BTC ETP. With still no product available on major US exchanges. Now, the rejections in 2017, these weren't understandable. The nascent nature of BTC is a significant asset. The rejections in 2018 were a little more concerning, particularly given how quickly derivatives markets, which were seen explicitly by the SEC as a precursor to approval, were progressing. Again, though, we can't stand it. Now, the continuing wave of rejections in 2019, most known to be the bitwise rejection in October, concurrent rumours that were later validated that Wilshire Phoenix application was also doomed, those were a problem and were generally taking as strong a signal as one could get that no approval would be forthcoming for at least 2021 um, on a Bitcoin ETP. Which, as, a, as it's happened, has played out. Um, there, is, there will be no NYSC Bitcoin ETP this year. Now, without that access, few were particularly enthusiastic about the possibilities presented by ETPs in 2020. But the market has absolutely exploded this year. And not even just because of the underlying price appreciation. 
So for a frame of reference, Grayscale GPTC held the equivalent of about 142,000 BTC at the end of 2015. That was 257,000 at the end of 2019, obviously significantly more valuable because of how the underlying had gone, but about 80% increase. Today it holds 547,000. It's done in 2020, the sort of growth that previously took it four years. And the market as a whole has gone from somewhere in the 3 billion range last year. So 1.8 billion on GPTC, a few hundred million on other grayscale, a few hundred million on other products like CoinShares, to about 15 billion today, with 10 billion of that being GPTC. And while there has been the odd step forward, most notably Free IQ launching a BTC product in, on the Toronto Stock Exchange, this has largely happened without an increase in the scope of access for the most part. And actually some restriction with regards to UK clients no longer having access to Bitcoin ETPs. So that's, from, that's quite remarkable. So what's happened here? Now, there's two big sides to it, really. One is that it speaks to the extreme skew with regards to who's been buying on this run. The institutionally connected crowd, the sort of person who sees the track record now, is aware of the opportunity, is acting in a personal capacity or on behalf of groups who aren't mandate limited, maybe was too he was hesitant to invest in 2017 given that there was no track record really of BTC above $1,000, right? The other is that, particularly with regards to the grayscale, there is an extent to which this growth has been driven by money that is, in terms of positioning and outlook, agnostic to BTC rather than bullish. Uh, most of the large ETPs trade at a significant premium to net asset value. It's about 30% of UPC right now, for example. Hence, if one is willing to go through a creation process, put BTC in, and endure the lockup period, which on UPTC is six months, and free IQ products is four months, it varies, one can collect that premium as an arbitrage trade as long as they're comfortable having the underlying locked in BTC. Now, we saw a lot of inflows on that basis of people who were happy to have the underlying locked in BTC and happy to have exposure to BTC from miners and the like in previous years. That's continued, but in 2020, there's also been an upsurge of firms entering this trade as a pure arbitrage. They're hedged underlying, they're just looking to take the premium out in the USD at the end. Now, while that doesn't reflect as positive an outlook as might otherwise be the case, that still stands testament to the maturation of BTC as an asset and just how confident an increasing number of companies are, if not in its full takeoff, at least it will survive long term. They feel comfortable dealing in this product. So on the whole, overwhelmingly positive. And despite the massive, massive surge in ECPs already this year, we do get the feeling that we're nowhere near done. Between the expansion of offerings from companies like FreeIQ, the possibility is still on the table for US ETP next year. Uh, that, is, that is definitely still possible. It's not off the table by any means. And continued expansion by firms like Iconic and Amon in European markets. We tend to think things are setting up nicely for a gold-like multi-year swan in the crypto ETP market. If we remember, we go back to these cases. The first, I think it was in 2004, it went up 120%. 2005, it went up 80%. And it still was recording 30 40% year-on-year growth for several years after that. So there's a lot of them still left to run. Uh, thank you for listening and until next time.